Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. We're in a new series um, starting this year um, called Dealing with Yesterday. That's our new series called Dealing with Yesterday. And I'm going to break that down just a little bit more, but that's going to be our series uh, for this month, Dealing with Yesterday. Romans, the eighth chapter and verse 18 says, Romans 8 and verse 18 says, For I consider uh, that the sufferings of this present time are not worth one scripture version says worthy to be compared or comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth or worthy comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us I want to encourage you on this very very first Sunday of the year in this new series dealing with yesterday with a topic called it will work out it will work out everybody put in the comment section say it's going to work out it's going to work out it's going to work out this series that we have dealing with yesterday uh, came from uh, the thought that many of us enter the new year um, and we enter it with excitement and we enter it with a sense of um, a joy, jubilation, anticipation uh, for the new year. Um, and um, as we are approaching this year, though, we are approaching a new day and a new year and approaching it with somewhat of the lingering um, oldness of yesterday or last year. And how do you, as we approach this series for the next few weeks, how do you approach um, a new year with yesterday or a new day with yesterday still lingering? Uh, when we're going through something often, we say, this is what we say, and I say it too, that we want encouragement, but often we don't really want encouragement, we want agreement. And when I say agreement, it's, we don't want encouragement for where we're at or what we're in. We want agreement with others to align with us and to say that things are really as difficult as they are. We want people to say, yes, it's hard, it's difficult, it's a, it's a trying season, it's a trying time. Um, instead of encouragement, we want someone to agree with us and say, hey, it really is hard, it really is difficult, I don't know how you're going to make it, I don't know how this year is going to work out for you. And um, we're in a new year, and yet in this new year, we're still dealing with an old pandemic, and we're dealing with situations from last year. Uh, we're in a new day, we're in a new time, but we're still dealing with yesterday. And if we're not careful, uh, we will resist the encouragement and want, we will resist encouragement from God or encouragement from people. And we will want everyone to agree with us 
uh, that things are difficult and that there is no hope in sight um, that as we approach this time and maybe that's not where you're at but some of us are at that place where uh, it's been a very long night it's been a very long season and uh, it's very difficult to encourage people who are stuck or still rehearsing how it's been and how long it's been and when we look at this particular text today uh, the previous verses before us uh, before our text uh, talks to us before we get here it was talking about the blessings uh, Paul was writing about the blessings of being adopted into the family of God and that's how he was talking about how we're so blessed that we are adopted into the family of God and that we are no longer slaves for those of you who need to know what that is that's Romans the 8th chapter beginning around verse 14 he says as many as are led of God these are the sons of God and we are not we are not a part of slavery anymore as it relates to uh, answering to a master the master being sin in this particular scripture he says we're not a part of that we are now adopted into the family of God by now we are able to cry Abba the word Abba means that we have a real father that we are now connected into the real family now the twist though as you get excited about being a part of the real family or now you're adopted in and grafted in in Ephesians it talks about being engrafted that we who were not a people have now become the people of God we've been engrafted it's a wonderful thing when you have not been chosen uh, you you were not selected by others but now you've been chosen by God and that's that's what the scripture says that you may not have been selected by others but you've been chosen by God now we are able to cry Abba Father and when you're engrafted and adopted into the family that means whatever the, the inheritance was set for the family you now have because you are in the family uh, you're, not, uh, you're not outside of the family you're in the family when somebody put in the comment section I'm in the family he says now but what happens the switch part of that a few verses down he says even though you you are in the family a part of being a joint heir in the family is that suffering is a part of this family and now that's not a thing to excite to be excited about because many of us would say well I thought being a part of the family meant there's blessing and there's joy and there's peace and yes there is but there's also a part of suffering that is a part of the family and he says you you have to join uh, join in the suffering of Christ he says whatever suffering Christ had you have to be able to endure that same type of suffering if Christ suffered then you have to suffer the same uh, we don't want to talk about that there's a song we used to sing uh, that I've learned how to live holy and I've learned how to live right or, or some people say I'm still learning how to live right and I've learned how to suffer and that's what we have to be able to if we're going to be joint heirs we just can't have the blessing of Christ without the the the, the suffering of Christ or as one version or the says the passion of Christ to be able to carry the cross of Jesus now how is that encouraging in the first Sunday of the year because we're dealing with yesterday my question is can you still stay encouraged while you still want something that hasn't happened yet? Uh, can you be encouraged in between uh, or can you be encouraged and not yet see it and that's what Paul is trying to teach us today uh, as we learn that things will work out uh, he wants to encourage us in the midst of where we are in the midst of a new year uh, still dealing with yesterday the first thing uh, that Paul teaches us about how things will work out and how he wants to encourage us is the word called anticipation uh, anticipation he, he starts out this text with anticipation you might 
have missed it. But in that scripture there, he says, for I consider, King James Version says, I reckon uh, that consider means or reckon means to calculate. He says, I have calculated or I have thought about this thing and I have learned that the sufferings of this present time are not worth, meaning it does not hold any weight. Uh, in comparison to the glory we just got through singing about that a few minutes ago that what is to come uh, does not compare uh, with what has been he says I reckon I calculated this thing I thought about it for a long time and the sufferings of the present time this new year this pandemic this corona this COVID-19 uh, wearing masks virtual engagements all these different things it doesn't hold any weight to the glory uh, the glory means what will be present that the present thing the things that are to come in glory uh, will almost at some point uh, look like a shadow to things that are here right now in comparison he said the glory that is to be revealed in us the glory to be revealed means that his reflection will be revealed in us meaning the more of God I get close to the more he is revealed in me I hope that you love the Bible this year he says that you will begin to see more of God revealed in you the more you get close to him in the midst of trials, in the midst of circumstances, you will begin to see him revealed in you. Someone put in the comment section, say he's going to show up. He, he's going to show up in me. He's going to show up in my trial. He's going to show up in my circumstance because I'm not running from him in, uh, while I'm going through. I'm running towards him. Uh, Proverbs 18 says, uh, for the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run and I say, why am I saying? because the closer I get to him his glory overwhelms me he says I will I will see his glory verse 19 says he says the for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God uh, this particular scripture is really talking about the advent or the second coming of Christ meaning uh, it's encouragement until he comes like he's on his way back and I know uh, many of us and, and I've grown up all my life I'm 40 uh, almost 41 now and I'm, I'm realizing that uh, for years I've heard the saints say you know he's coming uh, we say he's coming soon and I don't know when soon is, uh, uh, but I want to tell you, keep oil in your lamp. <laughs> we, we don't know when he's coming, but this is encouragement. As Paul wrote this many years ago, he says, even though we don't know when he's coming, keep your anticipation. That, that's how you keep encouragement to say it's going to work out. Continue to believe in the midst of he may not come uh, exactly when we want him to come. And some people say he's coming tomorrow. Some people say he's coming. This is the end times. I, I don't know whether we're in the eschatological time or not, but I do know that sooner or later he's going to come he's going to come like a thief in the night but I'm anticipating him someone put in the comment section I'm anticipating him uh, I mean, he's coming back for his church he is going to come back so it goes on in verse uh, it goes on he says uh, how we also know things are going to work out not just because of anticipation uh, but we also go from anticipation to agony um, now I know that's not encouragement but but it is encouragement as far as verse 22 to let you know that you're not agonizing by yourself. I know you might be isolated and quarantined at home by yourself but you're not agonizing by yourself verse 22 says for we know that the whole creation has been groaning, agonizing, groaning together in pain. 
uh, of childbirth into now and not only creation but ourselves we we who have been the first fruits of the spirit we groan inwardly uh, sometimes your groaning is not even heard by anybody else but it's an inward agony an inward groaning he said because even though we've been adopted as sons we're still waiting for the redemption of our bodies what that means is uh, I, I would like to transcend out of what I'm in but he's keeping me in what I'm in I, I would like for him to snap his finger and to take me out of what I'm in but he keeps me in what I'm in I'm adopted meaning that my position in Christ is the same uh, but the trials and the situations of this world uh, he hasn't taken me out of the things but he's kept me in the thing uh, that I'm trying to escape so I'm groaning because I want to be out of what I'm in but he keeps me in it because he wants to reveal more of himself someone put in the comment section he's keeping me in he, he won't let me out yet because he's not through with me I know there was a lot to type but just say he's not through with me he, he's not through in this verse 24 says he said for in this groaning we still have hope I'm groaning but I still have hope uh, he says now hope that is seen is not hope for what what, what am I hoping for what I do not see uh, I'm, I'm hoping but I don't see what it is that I'm hoping for I, I believe but I don't see what it is I'm believing for but but I know that the belief that I have and the hope that I have is towards something that is coming I have I don't see it yet uh, but my belief and my faith tells me that something is coming and what that means is, is it's like a mother who is carrying a child and the mother's carrying the child and while the mother's carrying the child she's carrying the child in pain uh, because now she's in a laboring a groaning and she's in pain as far as a childbirth but what happens when the child is born there's a transitions from the pain to the blessing of what was birth and what happens is what he's saying is that we have hope to say that after these trials are over after this pain and after I endure this thing I will look back on this thing and I will say what pain <laughs> as a mother does when the child is born she looks at the child and the tears that string from the mother's face is to say that it was worth every push it was worth every pain it was it was worth every agony it was worth uh, worth me being uncomfortable for a few seasons it was worth me growing out of my clothes it was it was worth me wobbling around for a while it was it was worth swollen feet it was worth it because when you birth once you when you birthed it and when you come through it you'll look back and say it was worth all of it and I want somebody to put in the comment section and say it will be worth it 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 will be worth it it will be worth it and that's what he was saying we still have hope even though I'm agony I still have hope even though I'm carrying a burden even though I'm carrying a weight that's what he's saying that's what Paul was saying is he said we still have hope for we have hope for what we do not see but we wait for it with patience uh, this is how I know things will work out because I know I, I have he wants us to know to keep to keep anticipation even though you're in agony because what will happen is even though you're in agony I'm, I'm walking through this text I'm walking through Romans 8 I, I haven't gone anywhere else I'm in the same chapter he said now even though you're in agony I'm going to give you an aid 
glory, glory, glory. I'm going to give you an aid because in verse 26, he says, uh, this is where many of us, uh, uh, we jump to verse 28. Before we get to 28, I want to get you to 26. He said, because likewise, the spirit helps in our weakness. I don't know who's weak. Maybe you're not weak, but if you're weak and if you're going through anything right now, and I know it's hard for us to admit that publicly, but if you're going through anything, just put, just put emojis up and say, it's me. It says, it helps in our weaknesses. If you can't acknowledge that you're weak, you can't get any help. Uh, that's why I love that scripture. He says the spirit helps in our weakness and there's nothing worse than somebody needing help, but you won't cry help. There's nothing worse than you going through something and you won't acknowledge it. But that's why he says the spirit helps in my weakness. What I'm saying is the more weak you are, the more help you get. The more you go through, the more he is present. If you want to experience God for real, acknowledge how much you're going through. He says the spirit helps in our weakness because it goes on and say for we do not know what to pray as we ought I don't always know what to pray for all of you who always know what to pray for I'm sorry to tell you I don't always know what to pray sometimes I'll get on my knees and I don't know exactly what to say I don't know exactly how my words are supposed to align I don't know exactly what scriptures to quote I know it's hard for you to understand that a pastor and a preacher struggles with prayer but sometimes I don't always know what to pray that's why we call 21 days of prayer because I gotta realign myself so I can know because it says but even though I'm weak and even though I don't know what to pray as I ought, it says the spirit himself intercedes for me. I'm trying to teach you the word. I'm not just trying to excite you. I want you to have more word this year than you have anything else. He said the spirit himself intercedes for me. What that word intercede means, he appeals for me on my behalf. Um, I don't know if you know what the word appeals means. It, it means that he, he stands and translates for you. Uh, he translates your need. I, I remember when I was in school and I was in college and, and I wasn't good doing good. I was weak in my grades. <laughs> I was weak in my studying. And, and sometimes according to my financial aid or different things, it would run out because I wasn't doing my part and my GPA was not aligned. So I would have to write something to present to the appeal committee. I wasn't in the room, but my words were in the room and the appeal committee would would come together and they would vote and decide if they wanted to grant me more aid or grant me uh, something that I needed so that I could continue. And I'm here to report, of course, they did what they needed to do to make sure I had what I needed. But that's what the Holy Spirit does for you. He translates what is the will of God for you. He translates what it is God wants really to happen for your life. He translates and he is an appeal committee for you. He will translate your groanings that you're not able to put into words. Somebody put in the comment section he's my translator he's my translator he's my translator I know you might not know what you're saying and I know you think that your groaning and your utterings are not to be understood by you but they are understood in heaven he appeals for you he translates your words and verse 27 says and he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints 
Oh, he doesn't just intercede for everybody, but he intercedes for the saints. Uh, I want somebody to put in the comment section that that includes me. If you have accepted Christ as a saint. Now, a, a saint doesn't mean that you always do the right thing. A saint doesn't mean that you're always the best person. But a saint means according to my position, I have been sanctified with Christ. I've been set apart with Christ and I am a saint. I am the beloved and I, I am one of his. Somebody put in the comment section. He, he's talking about me and he who searches the heart knows what the mind is of the spirit and, and I want to encourage everybody who's spiritually tapped out right now I, I know you can't find that in the scripture but it's a such thing as being spiritually tapped out where you just like I, I've just I've checked out I, I'm just that, that's why the scripture is encouragement to you that while you're tapped out you still got an aid that's how I know it's going to work out because I still got an aid we don't always know what to pray for because sometimes when you're in a season where you feel like you're in a foreign territory or, or you're in a place that you don't you can't you can't necessarily translate what you're going through it's good for you to know that he'll give you an aid that aid means he'll give you a translator somebody put in the comment section I've got an aid I've got an aid I've got an aid I'm almost finished here I promise you I'm almost finished I, I don't want to hold you too long on this first Sunday of the new year but I want to I encourage you I remember this time well, well not this time but around uh, the beginning of 2020 of last year uh, I remember in February I, I had a trip and we went over to uh, the Holy Land and, and while I was over in the Holy Land uh, uh, we had a lot of different things that were advised to us and we had a lot of different things that we had to learn and a lot of different shots we had to take and we were in a land that we had never been before and we were in a uh, region that we had never been before and they were speaking a language that we had never heard before because it was native to them but it was foreign to us and while we were over there in the Holy Land we were walking around and when we were walking around, we were walking around with other tourists. Uh, well, there were other tours. We were not the only people that were there. It was lots of people that were there. There were other tours. And what happens was while they were there, they we had a tour guide uh, that would guide us and that would uh, show us and, and explain to us where we were and that would show us exactly what we were seeing. And, and sometimes those, those trips were very long because it seemed like it took from one place just to go from Nazareth to Jerusalem or from Jerusalem to Jericho or whatever. It seemed like a long trip. But while we were on the bus, the translator was telling us different things that we were looking at the guide was telling us what we were looking at while we were going to each location but what encouraged me about this particular scripture in our weakness and how we don't know what to pray for but the spirit intercedes for us and acts as an aid for us that while we were outside and when we were different places and, and it was very crowded because there were lots of tourists there were lots of people in crowded areas and the only way uh, that we could know what was going on and what we needed to learn is that they gave us something that they would put in our ear. And the thing that they put in our ear was called a whisper. And, and the thing about the whisper is that what happened was uh, when, when we needed to hear what was going on with our particular tour guide, uh, the tour guide would say, just turn up your volume so that you can listen to me speaking in your ear glory 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 he said you're gonna be around a whole lot of people and there's gonna be a lot of people that are tourists and there are a lot of people that are gonna be enamored by where they are and a lot of people are going to be excited about being in the holy land but but so that you don't get with the other people 
so that you don't wind up in the own group I've given you something called a whisper so that all you got to do is turn up your volume and and when you need to know where you are listen and you'll hear me in your ear now I know that may not make a lot of sense to you and it may not make a lot of sense to everybody else because you may not have been in the holy land but some of you are in foreign territory and many of you have been in weak situations and many of you have been in seasons that have been difficult and you don't know exactly where you are right now but he's given you an aid to call the Holy Spirit and what he does is he says when you need to hear me just turn the volume up turn the volume up so that you don't wind up astray so that you don't wind up in the wrong group I want to make sure you just turn the volume up somebody put in the comment section turn the volume up turn the volume up if my grandmother were here what she would do is she would tell you like this she would say hush hush somebody's calling my name and for those of you who are coming into this new year if there's anything you need to do if there's anything you need in your life is you got to make sure that when you're in a season where you seem like you're all over the place when you're in a season where you're still dealing with yesterday when you're in a season where you're trying to get to today but you're still dealing with yesterday I know it's foreign to you and I know it's hard to be excited because you're still dealing with the pandemic and you're still dealing with yesterday but I want to tell you, he's giving you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will intercede for you with groanings that cannot be uttered. What that encouragement thing is, I feel my help coming in the room. But what that encouragement means is that when I don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit knows what to pray. And there's nothing wrong as the old people used to do, maybe not in the church you grew up in. And maybe some of y'all didn't grow up in church. But sometimes the deacons would get up in church and sometimes they would take the words out of the song and what they would do is they would get up all the deacons would stand up in the front row and they would say mm, oh, mm, mm, mm. and we didn't know what they were saying but it's the equivalent of the Holy Spirit interceding for you with groanings that cannot be uttered I thank God that I went to the Holy Land but I didn't stay over there because I had to come back and teach you how to put your whisper on somebody just go ahead and imagine putting your whisper on and the thing about the whisper is the tour God never yelled in our ear but she just spoke the words in our ear some of y'all waiting on God to yell he ain't gonna yell but the silence in the midst of the storm the silence in the midst of you going through the silence in the midst of you being frustrated he'll speak his word he'll speak his word right where you are somebody in the comment section say he's speaking to me if I were doing a Baptist sermon which I feel like quoting a Baptist song we would see joys are flowing like a river since the comforters come he abides with us forever what glory somebody put in the comment section blessed quietness holy quietness what assurance in my soul that's the last thing I'm through with that because after we go from that point as we go from that point and we know that he searches the hearts the last thing we know in verse 28 because he intercedes for me because he groans for me because he translates
gets what I need because he is my aid this is how I know this thing will work out because according to Romans 8 and verse 28 I have assurance someone put in the comment section I've got assurance what is that assurance for I know that all things work together for them who love God and are the called according to his purpose let me say it one more time for we know that all things I know earlier we were talking about agony I know earlier I was talking about anticipation I know earlier I was talking about how he gave me the aid because I don't know what to pray for but that's not how the story ends but this is how the story ends because what I know according to verse 8 28 that everything that you're going through everything that you're brought into this year everything that you're carrying in your house everything that you're going through you in your mind everything that you're going through in your finances everything that you're going through in your family everything that you're going through in your body everything that you're going through in your friendships everything is going to work out for the good of them who love God I want to ask you a question do you love God do you love God because if you love God loving God means that he's in my heart he's not just in the church but he's in my heart the buildings close but he's in my heart I love the Lord because he pitied every groan I love the Lord because he heard my cry somebody put in the comment section I love him I love him if Erica Campbell were here she would say I love God what's wrong with you put in the comment section I love God I love him 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 put in the comment section I love God because I love him everything that I need is gonna work out didn't mean to preach like this didn't mean to sound like this but I want you to know everything everything all things are gonna work out everything is gonna work out who is it gonna work out for but those who are called have you been called have you been called did he snatch you did he raise you did he save you did he deliver you did he redeem you did he set you free did he set you free did he bring you out that's what called means that means i was running for my life but he grabbed me and when he grabbed me one wednesday night i was in a meeting and my heart was right something something got a hold of me i know it was jesus 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 Jesus somebody put in the comment section it was Jesus who called my name drugs thought it had me sin thought it had me sex thought it had me but Jesus called me he had better for me than what I was in and because I'm called and because I'm called it's gonna work together for his purpose clap your hands Work together. This I know. 
this I have hope that all things, all things, all things work together, work together, it's coming together, it's coming together, clap your hands, say it's coming, 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 coming together. says everything works together for the good of them who are the called what that means is and I don't want to discourage you it doesn't work together for everybody it works together for a specific group for those who love God meaning those who have trusted in God and those who responded to his call I'm asking you this year I, I don't know what tomorrow's gonna look like I don't, I don't know what next year's gonna look like but what I know is that if you give them your heart if you give them your life Travis Green says all things are working for my good he's intentional that's what I know never fell in love all things are working for my good he's intentional come on somebody put in the comment section say he's intentional never failing i don't have to worry cause it's working for me it's working for me working for my good he's intentional never fell enough encourage yourself this year this first Sunday in the year we started out with groaning we started out with anticipation saying look it's been hard it's been difficult but what I want to tell you, he's coming back again. And while we wait on normalcy and while we wait on things to align themselves, it's going to work out. Put in the comment section, if it's going to work out. It's going to work out. I want to pray for you, for everybody, for everybody who's watching, streaming. That, that last that last part of that verse over that I was saying or quoting that blessed quietness it says since the he abides with us forever makes heart his home sometimes I get caught up and I can't remember my own lyrics but but it, it says he's 
He's going to comfort you and make your heart his home. He's going to come into your heart. Everybody watching right now, lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for everyone in a new year still dealing with yesterday's mess, yesterday's problems. I pray the words that our brother Jonathan McReynolds wrote. May their struggles keep them near the cross. May their troubles show that we need God. May their battles end the way they should. May their bad days prove that God is good. And may our whole life prove that God is good. I pray, Lord, this week that they will remember and remind themselves that it's going to work out even when we don't know how but we're promised that it will work out for the good of them who love you and are called according to your purpose we glorify you and we honor you in jesus name amen i pray that this week you want to be encouraged as we go as 20 as we do this 21 days of prayer praise seek the lord bring your cares acknowledge your weaknesses and trust that he can handle it all right you all be blessed this week i'll see you same time same place next week next week for part two of dealing with yesterday god bless you i'll see you soon i want to take this time to thank you for your prayers support and generous giving that make this ministry possible for more ways to connect visit online at growthpointchurch.org if you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.